0: So please, Avengers, don't sue us, we don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it and it's just it gets like the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between, oh, haunted house scream and a I am about to die scream? Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, my yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. It can only be one of two things it's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show. Yeah you kind of fucked. Hello, and welcome back yet again, everyone, to another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. Today, I am going to be reviewing the 2008 movie Splinter. It has an R rating. An hour and 22 minutes run time and it has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDB. Yes, before we get too far into it, I, once again, do not have the audio. <laughs> this is the problem that you run into when you record, or not record, but when you have internet that is basically the equivalent of throwing a potato at a ceiling fan. Neither of them are going to work properly. And so this is what we have to deal with. So... Splinter is a very small, simple movie. It is a movie that mainly consists of no more than six people. It all takes place in one predominant setting, so they kind of tried to do a lot with the little space that they have. The six casts, since there's not too many of them, we'll go ahead and read them all out. We have Shay Willingham, who plays Dennis. We have Jill Wagner, who plays Polly. Paulo Costanzo, who plays Seth. We have Charles Baker as Blake, Rachel, Curbs as Lacey, and Laurel Wissett as Sheriff Terry Frankel. So, like I said, not a whole lot of people in this. A little fun fact about this movie, I watched this with my girlfriend, Future Wife, and it's actually produced by, one of the producers on it is Mark Cuban, which if you know Mark Cuban, he's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Mavericks are my favorite team, so that's the whole reason why we watched this. But basically, Splinter is a movie that's about this... It doesn't really explain, but it's this kind of like parasite where basically it's just splinters. And if you get a splinter, you will have it take over you completely. And basically, it eats your blood from the inside. But before we go too much more into it, why don't we just go ahead and get on into this review and go ahead and tell you... The entire story of the movie. So it starts off basically trying to give you almost like a basis as to what's going on. But at the same time it doesn't because it opens on this guy at a gas station who basically is just kind of chilling. Like he has a hat that says I love bikinis or something like that. And he's just kind of chilling there and he can kind of hear that something's rustling in the bushes behind him and you don't really see anything happen but you see he gets like attacked by this weird object thing and he just goes ah and then straight to the straight to the actual movie so it gives you a little insight but nothing happens and we already have our first death on the board so we open up with our two main protagonists we have <clears throat> we have Seth and Polly those are basically your two main ones here and they're trying to pitch a tent in two ways in literally the middle of nowhere they're just kind of like on this dirt road just kind of slowly not slowly but just barely away from the main road and they're trying to pitch a tent and just completely failing at it like I understand a lot of people may not be outdoors people but setting up a tent's not that hard especially if you have the instructions with you like it's simple you just take it's usually four poles put them together and put like m- just build in how you would build a tent and the thing is they try to play Seth off as this completely like brainiac of a person yeah he's a biology major but like still is is, is he just really smart and has no idea how to do normal things and if that's the case then drop out dude <laughs> like really but anyways they end up breaking the tent because they have no idea how to put together a tent. And they decide, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and just go to a hotel room and we'll camp next year. Because it's like their anniversary and stuff like that. And so, well, it's not their anniversary because he's going to like propose to her and it's going to be this big thing and all that. But, so, anyways, they get in the car and they're driving. And at the same time, we're kind of getting this side story of this It looks like a husband and a wife couple. It's Dennis and Lacey. And they're having car problems. And you can kind of tell there's something off with Lacey. Uh, you end up finding out that basically she's a drug addict. And she's going through withdrawals. And the husband's not that great either. You can tell he's a former convicted convict. And so he's just... This is a couple that on the surface is made to look like very rough individuals, but it kind of goes on throughout the movie. And so, as Seth and Polly are driving down the road, they see Lacey out in the middle of the road. She comes like running out from this kind of outset of trees, basically. And she runs out, and Seth's like, No, don't stop for her. But Polly decides to be a good person, so she stops the car. And out of nowhere comes Dennis, and he kind of walks up to the side of the driver's side. And he's just kind of standing there, and Polly's like, what's he doing? And then he's like, okay, since you're not going to roll down the window, he holds up his gun and kind of knocks on the glass. And like, okay, you're screwed now. <laughs> so he gets them out of the car, and basically they all just get in this car, and they're going to drive. He's like, I want you to drive us to this area Because I need to get money out of the bank. Because he just broke out of prison. And they're like aren't they going to be looking for you? It's like no they're going to be looking in California. Or going down to the border. When instead he's going north. Because he's going to the bank. Which kind of plays into it. But at the same time not fully. And so they go. And they're driving. And eventually they realize they're running low on gas. So they stop at this gas station. And this is the same gas station from the beginning of the movie. And so they're sitting there, they walk inside, nobody's there, of course everything seems really weird, and on the way there, they run over this, like, just strange thing in the middle of the road, which punctures the radiator and the tires, and it's like, what the hell, just punctured the radiator and the tires. And so, Dennis, now that they've stopped, he gets under the car to look and see what's going on. And he notices there's these sharp things on the car. And he goes to like touch it it, and it stabs his finger. And he could tell it's it's like this little splinter thing. So he kind of takes it out and throws it. But as you can tell, he's just been poked. So now that he's been poked, he is at the gas station. His wife is like, hey, I really need to go to the bathroom. Where's the guy with the keys? He's like, I don't know. But he sees the keys behind the counter, grabs them, tosses them to him. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom. She starts pushing on the door. She's like, I still can't get the door to open. And she pushes harder. And what does she see inside? The dude from the gas station. And when she opens the door, you actually hear the guy say, kill me, kill me. So there's still some consciousness in there, which is weird because it's obviously been hours since the whole thing happened. And that kind of plays into it later, because they don't necessarily follow their own rules, as most movies do for some reason. And basically, they just kind of freak out, because he looks rough. Like, he looks like he has been beat to hell, his bone is sticking out of his arm, he is just absolutely mangled in every sense of the word. And so now... They're freaking out, and he ends up getting out of the bathroom, and everybody's freaking out. Seth is freaked out. He's on the left side of the van, and he's sitting there, and this dude's just kind of running out, and when he runs out, he runs, and he swipes Lacey on the side, completely gashing her, like just a straight-up big old, like, like he barely touched her, and he just, like, hot knife through butter, just 1,000 degrees finger challenge on Lacey, (laughs) is absolutely right through the side of her and so Dennis and Polly run into the store because they're like I don't know what the hell's going on and Seth is standing there and this is kind of an important moment but Seth is standing on the left side of the van and the like mangled cashier clerk is standing there and he runs and jumps what looks like towards Seth but instead lands on the front of the hood and Seth takes that time to run past him and go inside But the thing is, the entire time, the mangled cashier dude is still just on the front of the car. And it's weird as to why he would just try to, my strange addiction, fall in love with the car instead of going for the dude after he literally just swiped at Lacey. So, like I said, it's really weird at the beginning, but it plays into it later. So now, they're sitting in the store, and they're all freaking out, and... Of course, Dennis is like, oh, I got to get her. She's hurt. I got to save her. And so as he's there, he kind of starts to open it, and she starts moving, but all of her joints and stuff are crackling, like if you've ever seen any type of possession movie where all their bones are just... It's basically that. And so he's like, oh, I got to save her, and Seth and Polly are like, maybe that's not the best idea, but at the same time, they kind of want him to go out there because he is a bad guy, but he has the gun so it'd be better idea to have the gun with you and so as he's getting ready to go out there Lacey does her whole crackling exorcist thing and basically stands up and starts just slamming into the wall completely bashing her face and blood's going everywhere and he's like okay so she's pretty much gone and so now they're sitting in the store and they got to figure out what they're gonna do well they can't drive the van away because the van has punctures in it so instead they decide to try to call the cops or find a way to do that and the guy's like why would why would we want to do that?" And I'm like he's like I'm gonna to go to jail why would I want to call the cops and they're like, look you cannot call the cops but we're probably gonna die here if you don't and he's like all right, fine and so they end up getting a call out but at the same time the the wire somehow gets cut to the to the telephone station and They're like, what's going on? And it's because the dude was like, no, yeah, I don't want to die. Or I don't want to go back to jail. And so he ripped the phone out and just destroys it. And he's like, okay, awesome. But they had already kind of started calling. And whenever you call the police, I guess since it's a landline, they can go to the location. And so thus they do. They go to the location. And so they're inside trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And while they're inside, they notice the splinter lady, which is Lacey, go on top of the roof and they're like awesome it's on top of the roof now <laughs> and so the entire time they keep talking about how this thing is like superhuman fast but to me it doesn't seem superhuman fast and so while the thing is on top uh an officer ends up showing up to the gas station and I know I didn't mention it earlier but Lacey is dead so she's number 2 <laughs> So, a cop shows up who is Sheriff Terry Frankel, and it's his female officer, and she's standing there, and she's like, What the hell is going on? They're like, You need to get in your car right now because there is something here that is going to kill you. And she's like, No, this is ridiculous. And as she's standing there, <laughs> Splinter Lacey grabs her and basically rips her in half, making her now number three on the death count. And it does not spare any of the punches this is a very gory movie for any of you who are not interested in seeing gore (laughs) just straight up rips her in half like you're tearing a piece of sandwich in half like her guts kind of come out and everything and what's weird is the thing that cut her in half the splinter monster like absorbs her half into the lacy half which makes no sense because it didn't absorb the other guy but for some reason it's now absorbing her and so yeah basically now it's absorbing people and so at this point they're trying to get the radio that is on the police officer because her bottom half which has the radio on her is right outside of the of the doors but they're like we can't go outside the thing's going to kill us so instead they get coat hangers from some of the shirts that they have on sale there and they're gonna wire them all together stick it through the if you've ever been to one of these like small off-the-road gas stations they'll stay open late at night but they'll lock the inside so if somebody wants smokes or something you basically have to pay at this like little window and they'll slide it to you through this little gap at the bottom of the window and so that's basically how it works and so they decide to basically like macgyver all these hangers together feed it through the little slot at the bottom and try to pull the radio towards them and so once they've finished pulling the radio towards them they get it like right right to the little hole thing and in typical horror movie fashion as soon as they do the thing comes down and is now like sticking its hand through the little slot thing But since the splinter thing doesn't really have, like, the outer, like, skin and everything, isn't really strong, it's more just kind of like paper, whenever it sticks its hand through, it immediately, like, peels the skin and everything off the hand, and basically, it ends up breaking off because they hit it with, like, a baseball bat, and so now the hand is separate from the body, and, of course, (laughs) the hand starts running around because i guess every part of the splinter thing is sentient on its own and obviously this hand has some serious power behind it because seth grabs this like gate thing and this hand is almost completely pushing his whole body weight against this gate and it's like dude it's a hand like i understand you don't want it to touch you but There's no way this little hand that weighs less than a pound is able to just push this entire thing. And I know it's like, oh, it's super fast. Even if it's small like that, it doesn't have the surface area to push an entire human being back. Like, if anything, it would penetrate more into the object that he's holding instead of just forcing the entire thing back. And so, basically, they try hiding from the thing. And they decide, oh, well, jump into the freezers because... At least there's a door in between them. And so they go into the freezer. And they notice as soon as they get into the freezer. The hand just stops. And like it's not even banging against the wall or anything. It just kind of sits there. And they're like what what the hell is going on? And so they're trying to figure out what's going on. And as they're sitting there. The hand basically like I guess dies. It just kind of stops moving entirely. And so once they see that it's basically stopped they go and observe it and they realize that the splinters it's not like controlling the person or anything it's basically eating the blood and everything on the inside of the body which is why whenever it stuck its hand through everything just kind of fell apart and it basically fell off so they figure out that there's no real like mind process to it and the whole reason that it goes after people is because it recognizes heat signatures and that's why remember how i said at the beginning and i emphasized on the whole truck and the car thing is because seth's body temperature sits at like a 98 but since they were just driving the truck the engine was still hot and that's why the cashier guy jumped onto the engine of the van instead of going after him and they're like okay we figured it out it goes after heat so now we just basically need to figure out a way that we can counteract that and at the same time um Dennis is now he he looks at his hand and everything and he realizes that it's spread basically throughout his body and they can see that he's dealing with it and he's like all right we got to we got to get rid of this and so they decide to cut off his arm, and I don't understand the, like, the reasoning, or not the reasoning, but how they decided to cut it off, because I'm sure there's more useful tools in this convenience store, but they use a pocket knife, and a pocket knife that somehow instantly just cuts through all the muscle and everything, like, uh, a thousand degrees, knife challenge just cuts right through his skin and of course they get to the bone they're like what are we gonna do we can't get to the bone with a pocket knife it's like dude you shouldn't have gotten through like any of it with the pocket knife that you had it was like basically a butter knife in a small little pocket knife container and so he's like well you gotta break it and so they get this cinder block and you don't see it but he basically breaks his arm off and then they carterize it and basically wrap it up so now Dennis has only got his one arm and Now they've got to figure out a plan on how to get out of there. And so the plan that they pretty much came up with was they're going to lower Seth's body temperature by covering him in ice. And at the same time, they're going to light fireworks at the back of the store so that he can get to the cop car and hopefully start the cop car and pull it up to the front door and get them all out of there. And so there's this whole stupid moment where he's freezing himself with the ice and they're trying to drop his body temperature. And he's like, it can't get too, too cold. If it gets too cold, I'm going to die. Which this whole thing is stupid anyways. Just set a fire at the back of the store. <laughs> Let the thing mess with the fire since it only goes for heat. There should be no other reason for it to go after him. And then all of y'all just make a run for the front and just go to the car at least if like it gets tired of the fire fast you'll at least all be in the car but no they decide they're just gonna freeze seth and turn him into a s- dumb sickle and send him out to the car while they light off fireworks in the back. so what do you do dot a so they go through all this and they all kind of bond a little bit which isn't important but they're getting ready to do their whole big plan and so seth's got his ice and he's got his little stupid thermometer that he keeps in his mouth. To- see what temperature he is and they start the plan and so as soon as Seth walks out the front door they start lighting fireworks in the back and of course the thing comes for the fireworks and Seth is shambling like dude I understand you're cold but I've been cold before I don't know if I've dropped down to like 93 degrees but he's like hobbling there it's like dude this is life or death put some pep in your step and walk a little bit faster. I understand he can't go too fast. Because it will raise his body temperature. But he's holding a bag of ice. He's supposedly under 93 degrees. Or something like that. And so he makes it to the cop car. Just in time. To find out that. The thing is no longer interested in the fireworks. Because for some reason. And now wants to go after him. As soon as he hits 93. Which none of this is making any sense whatsoever. Because the fireworks would still be hotter than 93 degrees i don't know what fireworks operate at less than 93 degrees (laughs) unless it's like a snake or something which is just ash but even then the little ring of fire is going to like it's got to be hotter than 93 degrees and so now the thing is trying to get to seth and so seth decides he's going to grab the shotgun out of the cop car because all cop cars have shotguns especially in the south i guess wherever this is because that's what they were talking about and so he's got the shotgun the thing starts coming for him again and so at that time what's his name dennis sets off another firework and throws it out back but since they're at a gas station it lights the gas on fire so now there's just a massive fire (laughs) and so everything's hitting the fan at this point So, Seth manages to stumble back inside of the gas station, for what reason, I do not know. He wasn't able to get the keys because he didn't think about the fact that the officer might have the keys on them. (laughs) And so, that's what it did. So, the monster thing had the keys. So, maybe you should have thought about that before you went for the car. But, whatever. Just continue on. So, now, the thing gets into the convenience store. Not the convenience store, the gas station. And now everything is just completely going crazy. So now it's following around Seth through the store. He's trying to shoot it. And at the same time, Dennis starts shooting it. And so they all end up making it out of the front. And they try to set the gas station on fire. But it's not working because for some reason the inside just won't light. So they all make it outside thinking that they've killed it and at that time basically uh, what's it called dennis ends up getting swiped by the store clerk and so he is now splintered again and he's like you know what because it hits him in the side just the same way that it did lacy he's like look y'all two just go just get out of here and at this point he's starting to bleed and they're like no we can get you out of here he's like no just leave me just go and so as they're going the main monster comes out of the gas station again and so in dennis's last valiant effort he manages to absolutely just blow up the entire store by shooting the gas the the gas pump and the whole thing just goes up in flames Presumably killing him along with all the other splinter monsters. So thank you, Dennis. You killed all of it. Congratulations. And now Seth and Polly get to walk off into the distance and live their happy little life. Seth now as a popsicle. Polly as Polly. She didn't really do too much in this entire movie. But yay, they survive. And definitely nothing bad happens except for at the end... They start panning down on a tree in the middle of the forest for some reason. And at the bottom, you see the splinter thing has killed an animal. And it's living inside that animal. It's surely to think that eventually something is going to come by, touch it, and it will spread again. But that is where splinter ends. And that is the movie. So, it's pretty weird. Like I said, there's really no answer as to why this thing is what it is where it came from I don't know if that's part of it to make you kind of wonder like oh where did it come from which sometimes in movies it's nice to have that where it's kind of open to interpretation but like unless this just kind of exists in its own world where this thing is a thing but nobody knows about it then that's it's one thing but I I like it when movies kind of you know, Flesh out what the story is, but they don't really do that. So let's go ahead and get right on into this review. So let's go ahead and jump into this very first part. We have the plot. The plot for me is going to get a one, kind of like what I was just explaining at the end of that. They don't explain where this came from, and I understand sometimes that's the move that directors want to do, they kind of want to leave it open to interpretation. But when you bring in something that's completely foreign like this, you barely explain what it does. You don't have any idea if it's an alien, if it's something that just kinda came from the earth. I understand you can't do a whole lot of that with such a short amount of time, but come on, <laughs> do something. Be like have it just have the people in the app coats being like, Where the hell is subject twenty three? It's gone. Oh no, so is subject sixty nine, the splinter subject. <laughs> like, come on, just do something so for me the plot gets a one the acting we're just gonna let it ride with one which i don't think anybody in here was terribly bad at acting like dennis was pretty good polly was all right even though like i said she didn't really do a whole lot of anything and the seth was okay and lacy for the five seconds she was there was convinced me she was a drug addict but Again, I also factored the characters into the acting and just, so yes, Seth is a biologist, so he happens to understand how the thing is working, but the entire time, it's just the thought process of all of them is just stupid. They, they're just like, let's turn Seth into a popsicle, you know, like a Seth push pop, and then he'll go to the car, but what if the car doesn't have keys? And nobody thought about that. They're just like, oh everybody keeps their keys in the visor. So that failed miserably. So the keys weren't in the visor. And like I said, it's just I never bought how the hand would push you all the way back, as much as could have just been overacting. But like I said, i let it ride with the with the one. Go on to cinematography. Cinematography I'm actually going to give it a two. The cinematography wasn't that bad. It's a little dark at times but it all happens at night so it happens i guess this wouldn't really work in the day because everything else would be hot and then the monster splinter thing wouldn't be able to see anything it would just be blind i guess because if it's 99 degrees outside and a person walks out there they're not going to be 100 degrees so the thing's just going to keep running around in circles i guess so this thing (laughs) this thing can't operate at and in the morning. I just I just now thought about that. This thing would be completely blind in the morning unless a guy is on fire. So man, that's going to bump the plot down to a 0.5. That's, I didn't think about that until just now. <laughs> if it's anything over 90 degrees, so if this is happening in Texas, which I think they mentioned because it, they keep talking about the South, there's no way this thing's going to see anything during the day. So it's just going to be blind as a bat. So plot just got demoted to a 0.5. The acting is a 1. The cinematography is a 2. And it's just good right on into the bonus points. The bonus point, it's going to be a 0.5 just for the sheer fact that Mark Cuban was an executive producer on it. And I like Mark Cuban. And so glad you put your money into this, Mark. It definitely wasn't a waste like buying crypto in 2022 you, you made the right decision <laughs> so let's go ahead and add them up after we made the revision to the plot which was now a 0.5. the acting which is a one cinematography which is a two so we're sitting at 3.5 with the 0.5 for the bonus for mark cuban and we're going to end up with a four out of ten rating So, yeah, considerably less than what the IMDb ranking was of a 6.1. I'm sure IMDb gave it a little bit of a higher rating because it is something that's like, it's different, it's like a monster movie thing, but the monster's inside of you. (laughs) But, like I said, they don't establish where this thing came from. They don't establish the, the, I guess, thought process of the thing is stupid because, like I just said, Whenever it becomes the daytime, this thing is not going to be able to see anybody. It's not going to go for anything unless somebody is like legitimately on fire because the outside world is going to be hotter than anything else, so this thing would just be ineffective. So, I don't know. I think it's just... It's something that if you had fleshed it out a little bit more, it could have been something really good, and I like... I like body horror movies like this. I like things that are different, and this seems like something that would fit that, but it doesn't It doesn't really develop anything inside of it. It tells you, oh, the monster goes for heat, but like I said, that wouldn't work in any other setting besides the one that we're currently in. And so I feel like you could have done a good job if you would have just flushed it out a little bit more but it's it's a 2008 movie. It's something that it had high ambitions, but I just don't feel like it executed all the way. So just a reminder, 4 out of 10. My rating, IMDb, gave it a 6.1 out of 10. So thank you all once again for coming by and listening. I watched this movie also with my girlfriend, Future Wife, and she said that... I had to review it because it's so stupid, it makes no sense, and I obviously I agree with her, and so she'll be happy to hear that I also think this movie is stupid. But don't let me stop you from watching it. Go ahead, if you want to watch a movie about splinters that kill people, I mean, go for it, dude. I can't tell you how to live your life, but it's it kind of falls flat, not gonna lie for something that's sharp and pointy it it's really dull and flat (laughs) but once again thank you everyone for stopping by I'm trying to get everything out a little bit more consistent it is currently a Wednesday so this will actually come out on a Thursday wow what a shocker so thank you everyone for tuning in I know I've been dealing with some issues with the internet and this isn't exactly the quality that I'm used to that i want to give out to all of you but unfortunately it's this way or the highway and i prefer not the highway so i hope you can all enjoy this episode until i get that figured out once again thank you to everyone who stopped by to listen hopefully i could continue to get some more episodes out for you and if you have any suggestions please always let me or michael or any of us know we'll be happy to go with any of the suggestions so once again, thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast, and thank you to all of you who listen to this and actually make this happen. And before I go, I have one thing to say. If you ever find yourself at a gas station in the middle of the night, and you get a splinter that starts to take over your body, just turn yourself into a popsicle. popsicle dies yourself. Anyways, thanks you everyone. Have a great week. See you next time.